Hello everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Future Podcast. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be dissecting and diving into the uh, transportation industry. Um, obviously, we can't cover the whole thing, but we'll be focusing on certain areas. How yeah, are you doing? Hey, uh, ah, um, it's been a very chaotic day here. I mean, when I'm, if I'm talking about the weather. Mm. I mean, the UK's weather, they, it's pretty famous for being unstable, unpredictable. Yeah. yeah. So it's been sunny and raining at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw your story. It was raining and now it's like I can see the sun <laughs> reflecting off you. So yeah. I, I wish it was as, um, what do you say, vibrant over here. But yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah. So I was looking at I mean, when we look at, think about the future of transportation, you, the first thing that's coming to our mind is electric cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also this debate where whether it's really sustainable, whether it's really environmentally friendly. That is mm-hmm. uh, one question that we hear often. Yep. And uh, I was also looking at how there's a recent, in the US and all, there's a fuel hike for price mm-hmm. for fuel. Right. So I was looking at uh, how fuel prices are different in India and US and uh, comparing that and stuff Is like that. Is there a difference? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So in fact, I got some numbers here. Um, apparently, uh, in the US and all, people measure fuel by gallons. Okay. So, as opposed to liters in India, uh, mm-hmm. the price is set uh, per gallon. So, one gallon is uh, equal to like 3.7 liters. Mm-hmm. So, and the price currently uh, in the US is uh, around six, $6. That's around, I mean, if, if you compare it to India, in uh, one liter of fuel, costs 105 to 120 in Mumbai. So 3.7 liters will be 450 uh, rupees if you convert. Roughly on par. The point that I wanted to make is like there is a huge difference in the earning of people. Like average income if you look at the people's average income in India which is around 32,000. According okay. to economic time, it's okay. around four thirty-seven dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and recently, there's all these memes going around how uh, fuel has become more pricier than beer, mm-hmm. and you gotta stop drinking. I mean, stop driving, start drinking. Mm-hmm. So, compare between nations, mm-hmm. there's this huge gap, and uh, if you look at the internal combustion engines that were in US, you look at all these muscle cars, mm-hmm. like with, with huge engines, like with huge um, displacement, like mm-hmm. massive engines, which are like, mm-hmm. which will consume a lot of fuel. Mm-hmm. So they didn't, they don't really have the concept of, you know, fuel economy in their mind. <clears throat> they didn't have till now. Whereas if you look at the Indian uh, household or the main thing that is they're looking for is how efficient it is, how much mileage is there. So (laughs) by unknowingly, we were 
being more uh, what do you say environmental friendly maybe but we had smaller we have smaller engines in india and lesser fuel consumption um, and the fuel prices are increasing which has more like more reasons because it's very political also how strong your country is your relations with all the oil supplying countries all that depends on fuel prices i mean prices depend on all these so yeah but this i was i discovered that this could be a thing that's emerging but anyway we are switching to electric vehicles and so i just wanted to make a quick note like it's cool that we did it in like live how the prices are actually on par uh but then to your point it's almost level, it's almost getting on par now almost yeah yeah so it's it's like that that's like the benefit of having like a global market for oil but then like you said the income parity is not there globally so that's Definitely. pretty interesting yeah <laughs> but yeah now we are people are switching to electric Mm-hmm. I mean, what if you personally, if you were, if I were to ask you, like, would you buy an electric car right now, or if if you had the money, would you buy an electric car right now, or would you choose a? Uh, I I I would. So last time I visited the show, I actually set I set like Tesla as my number one choice. If if I had the money to do that. But uh, what would stop you from buying it? I can't afford I mean, it. Is 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 uh, like lack of charging infrastructure a problem? It's a no, concern, right? Here, I don't. Isn't think it? No. Okay, Dubai. Dubai is a separate case, I guess. But mm. uh, if you look at uh, even the Western nations, it's slowly becoming more mm-hmm. prevalent. More ch- uh, charges are being installed. Mm-hmm. But um, in economies like India. Or, yeah, India. Uh, I can't the, comment at all. I I don't think it's developed there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So major problem would be lack of infra- charging infrastructure. So even here in the UK, uh, policy wise, they were trying to address that. Mm-hmm. So here in Wales, they have an electric Wales charging strategy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So so there is a total ban on sale of. petrol and diesel vehicles mm-hmm. by 2030 in 2030 mm-hmm. so from then on it's going to be all electric okay so but um, more electric chargers so uh, i had heard like I, my uncle was talking to me about how the tata has an electric car like that's out yeah nexon yeah nexon so, yeah how is that being like it's all dependent on home like charging at home there's no uh, charging network currently uh, in my knowledge kerala i don't know how many there are but what came in news was i know of one electric charging station that's that's all that i know in the entire state of kerala, of right kerala. Now. came in news what i could be wrong there could be more but uh, uh, yeah basically there needs to be more infrastructure so that there is confidence Mm-hmm. in buying i mean personally for okay. me that is one point because i don't know how much range there is how much these companies claim and if you know if if i run out of charge what will happen if i get stranded mm-hmm. these are all concerns that 
I have. So, yeah, I think we need more. Government needs to address the charging infrastructure. I mean, it's also a really good business opportunity if you look at it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, true. And think about it yeah. like that. So, I'm on their website and um, so under seamless charging experience, they say that they're providing free home charging installation and they're also claiming uh, to be the largest public charging network in India. But I don't know. Yeah. Like, I can't find a map or something. I mean, they had a good head start in the Indian market. Okay. And I feel the other companies are catching up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, coming to the whether it's environmentally friendly. Most concern is from like the metals that we need to make them batteries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have to mine for these minerals. So even before the electric car hits the road, there is a mm-hmm. certain amount of emissions. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. there are emissions from other cars also from, mm-hmm. you know, making, I mean, digging the minerals out and all. But uh, if you head down to Wall Street Journal, they have a really good website which uh, shows how an electric car would compare to a normal car or like uh, miles driven, how much emission it makes. And I think we can link that below the video for those interested. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in the overall, in the longer run, of course, electric cars are better. We should be looking at that. We should move towards electric. I'm sorry, could you repeat what, what is the article about? It's like uh, it compares an electric car and a normal combustion engine car. Okay. okay. Like for each mile driven, how much carbon it emits. Mm-hmm. They have a really in very really interactive website. Like you scroll down, it's a really nice website. Okay. I request, I mean, I recommend you check it out. Whoever is listening. Okay. And uh, there's a charging station in Changnashiri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see. Very cool. So, so things are popping up. I mean, mm-hmm. it's As good. But I would, I would personally need more charges around to be more confident. Because if there weren't enough petrol stations around, I wouldn't drive my car there. So it's the same. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll have to take. I mean, it takes home charging takes a lot of time. That's the uh, downside of it. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, another thing that we need to do is like we need to uh, make our the way we generate electricity, we need to make it green. Like we can't drive electric cars and use coal to produce the electricity and then charge our car and drive. That's not the point. So, yeah, that is something how we should look at it. And yeah, what did you, what do you think? I'm just checking up what are the power, like uh, sources of power generation. I'm sure there should be like a. I mean, uh, in the US, uh, the article that I read, there are re- regions where there are more hydroelectric mm-hmm. projects, you know, supplying the power. So mm-hmm. those areas have a lesser, lower um, emission when you calculate it. Mm-hmm. But then uh, for this article, they took a national average. Yeah, I mean, energy production, making it green is another big debate, big discussion. Mm. So uh, the Wikipedia page for electricity generation has a pie chart for 2019 data. 
coal is 37% for the whole world. Solar is at 3%. But obviously this has to be changed. I think, I believe and I hope that uh, this industry is developing faster, quicker. So I think 2021 data should be considerably better, hopefully. Yeah, I think there is a really good website called Our World in Data, I think. Yeah, okay. That uh, shows the energy. Yeah, Our World in Data. That's a really good uh, website for looking at the energy numbers. And I think any kind of data is run by the University of Oxford. Uh, yeah, so it has really interesting uh, graphs and stuff. Now, don't lose yourself in that website now. <laughs> it's a very interesting website. Yeah, so do you have any thoughts on uh, the whole mining aspect of it? Like, I was curious about how, um, like, I'm, the metals required for the battery production should be finite, right? I don't think it's yeah. inexpendable. So I'm, I'm curious, like, what quantity levels we have and stuff. There was another point that I came across when you say about resource use, like, mm -hmm. apparently... Uh, 20% of humankind uses 80% of our of the resources that we make, that we extract. 20% of humans. So there is a huge inequality also. Even even in that category. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It translates to all fields, I guess. Mm -hmm. More money you have, more consumption, and it follows. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, like how I tried to approach it was um, from a holistic point of view. Um, so, I was like, I asked myself the question, uh, what is the objective of transportation? And I basically came to the conclusion that it's to move uh, either goods or people. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then later on in my thought process, I thought, okay, it, it could. Oh, maybe a niche part of it is like also to like uh, uh, install infrastructure, like for example, under sea cables. Um, uh, Wait, you're talking okay. about transportation? Yep. And under sea cables, I didn't get that point. No, that, that was just an, an example of uh, like infrastructure, like people would still have to be transported, you know, on site to install so like those uh, type of works also industrial, industrial use i mean yeah development yeah also cultural exchange mm -hmm. a lot of cultural exchanges yep. i mean in the past again that was from what i read today so mm -hmm. in the past people only very affluent people could travel for mm -hmm. for the sake of traveling you know mm -hmm. otherwise you the ones who travel were only like traveling for business or something mm -hmm. so it's only recently that we started traveling for leisure mm -hmm. like tourism has picked up it's a really young industry if you look at it you know this but tourism no. didn't yeah. really exist before mm -hmm. so yeah that that's also adding to more uh yeah emissions i guess yeah definitely uh, that's like a point that I noted um, and like I think it's kind of unfortunate to say it but 
like under the people category like one reason why people want to travel is the whole social status of it uh, i'm i'm sure like the certain segment of society that does it for that uh, just because it's a social thing um I mean, so so emerging cultures i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, then from that uh point of view i moved into how is how are these requirements achieved which is basically the modes of transportation that we had and then yeah. i thought uh we'll think of like i thought i'll start with the largest to the smallest uh and then that's when that thought struck me like like we actually have rockets um so rockets yeah rockets being, rockets i believe rockets should be the largest a uh, mode of transportation should be right yeah yeah i mean <laughs> and, no i mean in size i guess cruise ships i mean i saw some crazy pictures man i mean bloody huge mm-hmm. there are fucking trees on the cruise i mean yeah that's that's huge but yeah rockets are i don't know a larger distance farther but uh yeah space i mean you uh, you remember those us had those space crafts so yeah what is it called explorer no what is it uh once that's gone out of the solar system voyager they commission decommissioned that what was it called sls orion i think it's called orion no oh, uh yeah discovery atlantis endeavor Okay. columbia challenger they had so many different space space spaceships mm-hmm. yeah but they decommissioned it for a while and i think it's picking up again now so mm-hmm. uh, it also brings to me my mind where, where neil degrasse tyson the uh, astronaut he says like the government should be at the frontier sorry astrophysicist he said astrophysicist he say he says he's the pers- he's a personal astrophysicist that's his intro so okay. if any of you listeners are interested in astrophysics or uh, popular science check him out a uh, really good educator really good science communicator um, yeah he says basically government should be at the forefront of um, sci- exploration space i mean mm-hmm. if you look at space nasa should be leading it or the world government led thing should be leading and once they establish a safe territory that space mm-hmm. opens up for the private market mm-hmm. which will always find cheaper ways to uh, get things done mm-hmm. so that's how now elon musk is a big player jeff mm-hmm. bezos blue origins that's a big player virgin atlantic mm-hmm. all these billionaires are going into space for tourism new industries are co- cropping up yep. yeah i mean transport just for leisure right now i guess mm-hmm. space tourism so uh yeah when i wrote down that point immediately starship was the first one that came into mind and um before i go into that uh, it's it's like so i was breaking down the modes of transportation and mm-hmm. uh, so like it was rockets and then I I didn't know like whether I should include like balloons and stuff I don't think but <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, the, yeah. balloons and 
but not i don't know how huge those are uh, you went into some really good detail <laughs> i hadn't even thought about weather balloons i was looking at yeah, yeah yeah as as kind of the <laughs> inclusive of everything uh, but i i didn't include it in the main list it's like on the on the side on a bullet point should i uh then uh aeroplanes uh then i think i went down into ships and uh wait wait you 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 talking about weather balloons mm. i mean that's the form of transporting some scientific equipment yeah so does, does yeah. that make satellites does that mean satellites are redundant we would we include satellites under the same transportation category but it, no it's not a mode of transport not, yeah it's not i i don't yeah. think balloon is either but balloon is a can, mode <laughs> <laughs> we can we can include hot air balloons maybe uh uh-huh. and okay. those blips which yeah yeah air what are the airships airships yeah yeah sorry so, to intrude <laughs> uh moving on uh ships um trains then uh moving to the lower ends where where it got interesting also um bicycles walking what not but anyways uh i obviously wanted to focus on the rockets uh it was the most interesting and in line with our theme like the future and the reason why i thought it was um related to transportation is because uh the rocket that spacex is developing um starship 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 right ship yeah um it is a use case for that is also point to point travel within earth so um i actually went through and i wrote on a few details uh so he uh, elon musk was comparing the travel times um from a point in us till singapore uh it would take somewhat around 20 hours um and with the starship it should be done within 45 to 60 minutes um and like he introduced like he, that point made me understand what he was talking about which is capital efficiency so capital efficiency yeah so mm-hmm. like um the plane takes 20 hours but mm-hmm. the spaceship can travel uh, in an hour which makes it 20 times more efficient in carrying out the same task uh the only given is time in terms of time but in terms of fuel how is it efficient yeah, so that's what uh the condition is that the propellant should be competitive with uh, fuel rates for airlines um so for that part he said uh, it's like this is getting into rocket science uh 3 and a half tons of liquid oxygen for every 1 ton of fuel uh and he said like 3 and a half like uh the cost of the liquid oxygen is comparable to the cost of electricity so that means it's quite cheap right um could in the us yeah could be i mean uh, uh i mean in a broader sense if it were up to me i wouldn't jump on this idea though right now mm-hmm. not right mm-hmm. away i would be more interested in uh, i mean he did a terrific job with the electric cars i mean making it popular mm-hmm. it's really good um but i would still 
um, I don't know, should we wait for all these innovations? I don't, I guess we shouldn't, but looking at the environment, it's not really, I wouldn't want to burn more right now than it's necessary to just to save time and just to say mm -hmm. that it's more mm -hmm. efficient, you know, introducing um, another fuel heavy mm -hmm. mode of transport. Instead, I would, um, I was thinking his idea of like, going i mean his, he made a company boring and he dug tunnels under la so mm -hmm. to solve the traffic that, that was fantastic so mm -hmm. i thought that idea could be uh made bigger um made transnational uh for whatever because reason that can also reduce like travel time so if you dig you know deep enough mm -hmm. So I thought uh, uh, hyperloops, yeah, hyperloops could be more viable. Mm -hmm. Or I would be more in favor of hyperloops than rockets. Flying if I want to travel rocket. super fast, I would. I feel I would be more safer also mm -hmm. in the hyperloop. <laughs> the, I mean, the safety part of it, I'm sure it's something that they're going to be thinking about. Um, it's going to like iterate. First, it'll be like satellites and whatnot, then astronauts, then this. Yeah. And uh, so he said, like, this could be like a business case for me, like why star, star, starships should be developed, like similar to how uh, companies pay SpaceX for, um, you know, satellite launches. Uh, boring yeah. company. I haven't heard of much news coming out of it right now. I don't know why. So uh they did open it's it's going on the trials mm -hmm. are going on actual trials mm -hmm. so you basically drive onto this platform the platform mm -hmm. goes down into a tunnel mm -hmm. uh, you're basically on a platform that's automatically driven that's controlled by ai mm -hmm. so you don't have to drive you don't have to worry about colliding traffic mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. so you just basically park your car in one spot you get out in another spot. So mm -hmm. I thought that was brilliant, but it might be really uh, financially, it might be a little expensive, but I think going down is the way forward, like underground. Because mm -hmm. again, that's, uh, I think it was again, Elon Musk. I think he have taken his name quite a few times in this episode today. Mm -hmm. I think he said like in the or was it Neil? I don't know. Somebody said this. I like in the future if I am taking a walk, mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to see, you know, in the, all a lot of helicopters. Like not helicopters. You um, you hear these flying cars idea. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't want flying cars to be flying over my city or town uh, and I don't have so that I don't have to worry if they have done their <laughs> service or if they may, if they're maintaining their car properly mm -hmm. or if it would crash on my head mm -hmm. I want to take a peaceful walk so mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> that really stuck. yeah I mean I also wouldn't want random people flying over my head that would be very invasive right like Imagine cars and just flying here and there. But again, like it would still be regulated, like exactly what happens now. There would be like pathways and whatnot, like designated zones. 
Um, it wouldn't be yeah. hard. But I get the point of like preserving the like you know pristinity of the sky. Um, but so when you dig deeper, have you thought there'll be more vibrations? Like we don't know what sort of like oh, so yeah about that. Work, Again, uh, his, Elon Musk claims that his uh, company's digs are at such a depth that you you won't be feeling any vibrations. It's at such a depth. Okay. And uh, yeah, about uh, like this is really interesting uh, way how we look at travel. Mm-hmm. Like you travel in two dimensions, right? Mm-hmm. On the road, let's say mm-hmm. left to right. Uh, X to Y, point X to point Y. Mm-hmm. So the thing is on a two-dimensional plane, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at it from the side, let's say. You want more cars. I mean, you have more cars. What do you do? You add another lane to the highway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what you do is basically access one more dimension. Like initially, imagine there was only one dimension. Okay. It wasn't two. It was just one. Okay, let me start over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you need, you add one more lane. So to the left mm-hmm. or to the right. So that mm-hmm. is now on a two-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Even then, you have more cars. So mm-hmm. you try to access the next dimension. That's up uh, height. Mm-hmm. So, so like, there is length, there is breadth, and there is height. So uh, that's how you solve the congestion problem. So that is basically what we do when we have flyovers. Mm-hmm. So you're accessing another dimension. So, yeah. And so basically, what we the more dimensions we can access, another form so Mm -hmm. helicopters are in a way flying cars so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean (laughs) that it's again that this this is i watched it um i think neil degrasse tyson said this yeah in one of his videos and it blew my mind i was like whoa yeah yeah. it's an interesting the left and right you add more lanes up and bottom you have tunnels you have flyovers Mm -hmm. It's an interesting. We are already accessing that third dimension, basically. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Like, there's no point in a flying car for everyone. What do you want to do? Take off from your backyard? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We should be looking at reducing the need to travel. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that again goes into urban planning, urban design. That's actually a a point that I wanted to make. Um, Like, what do you think about? like you know if everything is accessible in within 15 minutes a 15 minute city um yeah it'll be a better life no right you feel more i mean i would love to just walk out and if you go to the city center here it's very lively there are there are shops there are uh, like local local run shops Mm -hmm. locally owned businesses not like the mega brands, like multinational things, not those, but personal shops, like mm-hmm. home, home-owned businesses. I feel, personally, I feel good walking into such spaces. If it's around me, if it's accessible by walk, mm-hmm. uh, by foot, if it's accessible, yeah, I feel personally better. I okay. wouldn't uh, want to drive to that place, ideally. So yeah, I'm also like, (laughs) 
changing my dreams about owning cars like i had i am a, a huge car guy so but i have been reconsidering if i would own a car if i would own a supercar there are there's always that dream that you want to own a supercar you know <laughs> but yeah i'm just thinking i think what it brings i can see a face light up uh, yeah 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 um time so like it's something that i'm facing right now like i wish i was closer to work i spent like more than an hour traveling one way to work um but like like a drawback that i potentially felt of having everything close by is um it might uh limit the inhabitants of that society's exposure to new opportunities and new experiences so mm, that that okay. is the only limitation that i thought of but obviously but do you agree that it would be it would feel safer also like you feel homely if you are used to that environment yeah it definitely might have yeah when you said about time um, actually there was this article that i read uh, there are theories of mobility mm-hmm. different theories that there are technical theories economic and social theories mm-hmm. so this one paper uh, it has like tried to summarize the impact of travel becoming faster and less mm-hmm. expensive okay mm-hmm. so they say what happens if it's becoming faster or if it's less expensive it says uh, people will make more and longer trips mm-hmm. if and people choose more distant locations to settle into work and uh, if people have more money they will travel they will take more and longer trips and choose more distant locations again and also that if you have to work less even then they would still make longer and more trips and mm-hmm. choose choose to live far away or uh, choose to work in a different location so even if we make our trips faster and cheaper the travel time or the number of trips increases goes in it yeah it increases interesting i mean I, i think it's true right like if you can get by um hyperloop let's say from dubai to um kerala in one hour yeah let's say you you would probably say live in kerala or you would probably settle in dubai and you can just go there you can i mean it opens up a lot of opportunity but why why you look surprised is it because i said kerala do you want a more favorable location <laughs> no 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 not not because of that just because of the whole concept of living in kerala and working in dubai and commuting for that yeah i mean <laughs> if it's if it's faster and less expensive you yeah. would choose to stay far away farther away if there's a technical delay and you get like you call your boss i'm stuck in the middle of the ocean <laughs> traffic jams will be a thing of the past mm-hmm. but i i think uh, but that's not a i don't think it's a viable reason 
but whatever reason that's been publicized and that i know is that it's not progressing fast enough because it's quite expensive hyperloop the hyperloop, hyperloop. Yep. are there like independent teams working on it as far as i know there are separate teams working in mm-hmm. uh, different countries and locations there is one happening in the middle east i think dubai is going with one i have no um, idea where in india, yeah, there india was a video also, mm-hmm. in india also there's a team i think Yeah. and yeah japan japan's bullet trains are fast they are mm-hmm. famous for that they have been uh, what they've been leading that for a while no mm-hmm. super fast trains yeah i mean we got a decarbonize the electric electric the grid electric grid if we are to like reduce emissions and looking at it you know from an environmental perspective otherwise it's um, it's just removing that carbon emissions to another place yeah i think that will happen over time um recently there were tweets again from elon musk uh, about how something about sahara certain percentage if it's covered with solar panels you can cover the entire europe ah uh, yeah 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 but uh, the cost of transporting the energy will be massive like you need mm-hmm. these huge cables for this energy transmission mm-hmm. like huge um, you call them grid grid connecting line connecting wires so that's a big part of the cost mm-hmm. even if you want to turn in turn becoming green that's a big challenge that our our grids cannot handle uh, the electricity that we make from renewable energies like wind mm-hmm. uh, is like it wavers throughout the day so mm-hmm. sometimes there will be excess sometimes there will be less than that so managing the grid and that's a, that's a huge challenge so our grids are not equipped the uh, experts here in uk and governments here they are saying that the the grids here are not equipped so i don't know how as far as economies like india or the third world goes or the developing nations go i don't know how far behind we are you know our grids are <laughs> messed up so it's a huge challenge for governments i just hope they are working on it prioritizing it uh that's about it i don't have anything else to share yeah yeah that's about it from my side also thank you for joining us uh we have set up yep. an online workspace posted on slack where we will be discussing topics we have channels for various topics we hope that you will join us on slack so that we can have a longer term conversation and yeah you can you can raise topics. yeah you can raise your um opinions suggestions or arguments or even if there's a general channel also so you can post your ideas if you want so that we might uh, take it up for discussion in future mm-hmm. so yeah it's a great space to uh, 
communicate with you guys who are us listening mm-hmm. mm, and yeah thank you for joining us we'll catch you the next time bye bye and don't forget to like subscribe and hit the bell button <laughs> yeah yeah and thank you yeah thank you for listening bye